After all, there is nothing real outside our perception of reality, is there? Pas te dire ce que tu peux faire pour moi. Tu vas voir, c'est pas compliqué. Tu me parles pas. Tu me poses pas de questions. If you wish to avoid prosecution, I would advise that you comply with our language laws. This is the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the RCMP. That's the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. I'm your host today, Becky Shrimpton, and with me, I have filmmaker extraordinaire Ken Scott. Ken has a new movie out. It's called The Extraordinary Journey of the Fakir. Okay, caveat. This is not a Canadian movie. It is an international copro of a bunch of other countries that are not Canadian. But I could not give up the opportunity to talk to Ken Scott. We've talked about his film Starbuck on here before. He uh, wrote and directed the original Le Grand Seduction, which became The Grand Seduction. Uh, it was translated in English as Seducing Dr. Lewis. The guy is hilarious. He's made some of our favorite movies on this show, so I couldn't not talk to him about it. Anyway, he's got a new movie out. Once again, it is called The Extraordinary Journey of the Fakir. It is going to be opening in theaters across Canada this Friday, June 21st, 2019. Check your local Cineplex listings for that. It'll be streaming very soon afterwards. It's really whimsical. There's a hot air balloon moment about a fakir from India who is exploring his past. He's looking for his estranged father in Paris. He comes from India to Paris, ends up in England by accident. There's a whole series of misadventures. He's all over Europe. He's meeting all these people. It's an incredibly beautiful film, absolutely gorgeously shot, uh, and is shot on location in a number of places. Totally worth your time. And it's one of those movies that, depending on how old your kids are, you're going to be able to watch this one as a family. Um, there might be some conversations afterwards, but you can definitely watch this one as a family. That having been said, here is my interview with Ken Scott. First and foremost, I want to talk about the opening of the film. It's got these great fast cuts. You're doing the emotional hit. You got the adorable mm -hmm. babies and kids. There's slick mm. narrations. There's bright visuals, which is very trademark of you and your style. Mm. But it's also very Hollywood. How much does the edit mean to you in that opening? And how did you come into that sort of style? What are your inspirations? I felt that the, the story would benefit from that it puts a whole story in context because actually it has nothing uh, to do really those first few minutes have they they have nothing to do really with the story but it has everything to do with the theme of the movie so i i just needed uh, i i felt that it was a good way just to bring the audience into the movie into the theme of the movie and the whole movie is very very much uh, structured as a, a, a fable and I, I felt that that was a, a great way to get the the audience to notice that, that that was going to be the language that we were working with the whole film is incredibly whimsical is there an inspiration you took like i mean you've got a lot of like the uh, early 60s um like uh, 80 days around the world sort of vibe going on mm. Yes. Uh, I would say that my, my inspirations uh, in film would be very much based on the type of character that we have in, uh, in the fakir. Uh, and I would say that uh, my inspirations were uh, Peter Sellers in uh, Being There or uh, Tom Hanks in uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, and even on a darker level, uh, the, the movie... Uh, after Hours from uh, uh, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's very much a movie where we take this character and everything just happens to him. And he, it's very, 
uh, naive character, uh, and uh, and we set him off on a journey. And uh, as a storyteller, I, I make sure that lots of things uh, happen to him. And there's something about uh, Danush and uh, the actor who plays the fakir and um, all these other slippery characters with Heart of Gold. I mean, they've all got lessons mm. to learn and they're not necessarily on the up and up ethically. Mm. Morally, yes. Ethically, no. Um, Le mm. Grand Seduction has the same thing going on. Why are you attracted to these lead characters? Is there something about you in these? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, uh, I mean, for me, it's a very interesting character that uh, to have, you know, s- someone that is maybe because of the context of where they were born or where they come from uh, are doing maybe criminal activities or are, are not morally uh, at the right place, let's say. And, uh, but to make sure that for me, that's interesting. That that's a great way to to start a story. And so, I guess yes, that's where uh, there is a similarity between the fakir and like uh, and uh, the main character in the Grand Seduction, and also main character even in uh, Starbuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess I guess that is uh, something that I would. Uh, say comes to me naturally as uh, as I'm writing a script because you have to give them initial internal conflict and this is what sort of overcomes it and of course you have the novel to work from initially um were yes. you familiar with the novel before you got brought onto the film or was this introduced to you this was introduced to me uh, Luc Bassi the the producer called me he was looking for a director and he he said uh, they had the rights for a, a novel that was uh, written by a French author called uh, Romain Portelas, and his uh, the, the novels uh, it's called uh, the Extraordinary Journey of the Fakir Who Got Caught in an IKEA Wardrobe, <laughs> and and so I read the book and they had a first draft of the of the script and they invited me to collaborate on the script, and uh, I was very interested in telling this story because it's a comedy, it's it's fun, it is uh, as you mentioned whimsical. And uh, yet there is a, uh, a real theme. You know, I, I, I like to write stories and direct movies where the audience laugh, but also uh, when they come out of the theater, they have something to uh, talk about. You are so available to create these stories that connect universally across cultures. I mean, I think about Starbuck that became Delivery Man in the States and then it was translated mm. in France. Like, obviously, that hit a lot of uh, cultural and comedy standpoints. Um, there's a scene that I think is in all three of them where it's the advocate, his lawyer friend, and, and uh, mm-hmm. Starbuck just outside their home uh, talking mm. about how he needs to get an abortion as the other guy's yes. children just come out one by one. It's genius yes. and so Thank funny. You. Um, what about that transcends? Like, what elements of comedy transcend for you, and how do you know what's going to work across cultures? Uh, I try not to think too much about that, uh, you know. But what I have learned, and uh, this was way back when I wrote uh, The Grand Seduction, and the movie was coming out. It was not out yet here in Canada, uh, and we were we were at the Cannes Film Festival, we were invited, uh, we were the closing film at the director's fortnight. And uh, that was very surprising for us. 
because the Grand Seduction is a comedy, so it's very surprising to be invited to the Cannes Film Festival. But we, what we discovered there, because the Grand Seduction is a story of a small fisherman's village way, way, way deep in, uh, in Quebec, yet when we were in Cannes, the film was bought, the, the first other country to buy the, the, the Grand Seduction was actually South Korea. Wow. And we were all very surprised because we didn't know yet we were going to have the success that we we had in, in Canada and then throughout the world. But at that moment, we were very curious to, and we actually asked the, the buyers, why are you interested in this movie, uh, which tells a tale of a small fisherman's village. And they said, it tells our story. That was very interesting uh, for me as a screenwriter to uh, try to understand why do they have the impression that this story, that's so, such a local story, uh, why do they have the impression that it, it tells their story? And I guess the answer is that there's something universal when you do something, even if it's very, very specific, if it's authentic, there, there is going to be a resonance th throughout the world. So, uh, that's, I guess, those are the reasons uh, the Grand Seduction has traveled uh, throughout the world, and also Starbucks. We're, we're in Starbucks. You know, we're we're especially talking about we're, in Starbucks. We're especially talking about fatherhood. Every single scene, every piece of dialogue, it's all about fatherhood. And in this case, in in the fakir, it's not a pol uh, it's not a political movie in in any way, and it's not a preachy movie. But we do talk about immigration, and we say the movie says something very very simple. It says, if we consider immigrants simply as another version of ourselves, the world is going to be a better place. And it just begs for the, the audience for a bit of empathy for immigrants, because obviously if they're in that situation, uh, it's not by choice. But, you know, it's a fable. It's a comedy. We, we have good fun, uh, yet the movie does speak about that very, very important theme that actually, you know, throughout the world right now uh, has uh, created quite a heated debate. I think we kind of participate in that debate but in a very gentle way we just ask for a bit of empathy and i've also noticed too that there seems to be now a distinct lack of like family films that everybody can watch together that you feel mm. good about um mm. and that everybody can sit there they either sort of pander to younger children or they're definitely adult oriented and very dark especially dealing with subjects like um refugee crises immigration empathy uh things like that you also do blend some jarring visuals and some topics here i mean you have some gunplay going on they talk about beatings in the movie there are beatings in the mm -hmm. movie um and i think about in Starbuck, the um, the overdose scene, which is very shocking and very mm -hmm. jarring, jarring in a movie that's quite sweet. Um, how do you know what's going to break the tone of the feel good and what's going to be appropriate versus dipping into like too saccharine and too whimsical? Uh, yes, it's it's. Uh, I guess it's dosage and you know trying to feel that you do have to have some real. Uh, conflict. You you do have to have some real problems, and the audience really have to feel them. So, 
the the way I try to do it, if if we want to talk about Starbuck and the uh, the character that does a has an overdose, it, it's done in a way that uh, I, I think the the audience needs to complete the scene uh, because we give them just the right amount of information for them to understand what's happening. And so that's why I guess it's acceptable for different age uh, groups or tolerance towards uh, certain violence. Uh, so it's more suggested, it's not very graphic, yet, yes, we do go into that theme that is violent uh, or, you know, it is an overdose and it, it does have some consequences. You talked about the film not being preachy, which I would agree, it totally isn't. Were you really aware that it could become preachy and that might turn some people off so you sort of tried to root away from that? Yes, yes. You know, the best way to get a message through is to uh, make sure that the audience wants to hear the message. Yeah. And uh, I don't think anyone wants to be preached to in that way on a Friday night in a theater. <laughs> well, obviously, the book was a hit, so there's an audience for it right there. Yes. Going back to the idea of internationalism and the fact that you are able to sort of span different countries with your sense of humor and your style, you're kind of the perfect person for this job, like for this job in this uh, this globe-trotting film. Mm. And I wanted to know about uh, your familiarity originally with uh, Tamil actor Danush and uh, with Bollywood in general. You've got a couple great dance numbers in here. Yes, I, I do feel that the, it's an international production and production-wise it was quite complex. Uh, we had to make all these different cultures blend into one story. Uh, and that's uh, the movie, but also production-wise. And I do feel that all my uh, past pro uh, projects had prepared me for uh, this project. Uh, so that, that's... Uh, and. One of the things that, that where I also feel that I was ready for this story, this production, I feel that I want to tell stories that I'm passionate about and also as a director, as a writer, want to discover new worlds. And for this project, I, before the project, I knew nothing about India, or, you know, I, I knew as much as any anyone would. I, I really, with the book and then with uh, some research, I got to know what I wanted to say with this story, and I got to discover different cultures. And as you mentioned, we did have uh, some dance, purely Bollywood numbers, uh, but not only that, it's not, uh, even if the main character is Indian, even if uh, part of the movie is shot in Mumbai and we have many characters from there. Uh, it's a, it's an international, uh, story because we have this character that leaves on the journey and we go across Europe in many different countries. So for me as a director, it was discovering all these cultures uh, and making sure that they would blend in and also making sure that each one of these countries, each one of these cultures had an important impact 
on the main character, on the story, uh, visually uh, for the the audience. So it was with great pleasure that I would let each one of these cultures influence me as uh, a director. Example, at the beginning of the movie, when we're in Mumbai, obviously the colors are vibrant. Uh, we There's a lot of energy, there's a lot of people. Uh, but then we we go to different countries. Each one of these countries, influence. example, uh, we go to England and then I... I dim down all the colors and I shoot the, the scenes a bit differently. Uh, there's, uh, when we're in England, there's definitely an homage to British comedy. And really, it's the tip of a, the hat uh, towards uh, the Monty Python, where, when we have uh, the uh, police commissioner uh, break out in a song and dance. So then we go to France, Italy, Spain, Libya. And each one of these cultures uh, hopefully has uh, its impact. Do you think that way that international co-pros are going to be the future of filmmaking for like non-Hollywood or um, Chinese or Bollywood uh, filmmaking? I think it's it's interesting because it brings a a different voice to a story that's uh, seen globally through the world because usually the these types of releases that are through the world because we're coming out in 160 countries are mostly uh, American movies and in this case it's not an American movie it's an international co-production between France, India, uh, Italy it it is told in a different way and uh, hopefully people will uh, enjoy that now, something I was really curious about when I was reading um, about your process in creating this film is that uh, you took the script and you sort of filled in the blanks that you saw. And I know Cronenberg's in a similar, or Cronenberg works in a similar way when he gets a script in his hands that somebody else wrote. Um, now, is it something that is visual usually that's missing? Is it a plot point? What's you, what do you usually find is missing in scripts that you feel you have to add? Uh, in, in this case, it, uh, I felt that... In the book, there was great comedy. There was great characters, and all that worked really well. Uh, but there was a uh, there was a lot of uh, it was very absurd, and I felt that it needed to be grounded just a bit more. And so, uh, but you still want to be true to the book that you're adapting. So, you know, if you're not, why why are you working with this material? Uh, the the way uh, I do that is uh, example for this movie is you take one line and in the book and you say okay well if if the author wrote this uh, well that means this 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 and that and that what you just added can be ten minutes in the movie and so that's kind of how you you complete the information you know obviously in a book you, you it's it's a different language than 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 a movie you 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 have to tell the story in, in less than 2 hours you have different constraints uh, uh, when you're shooting a movie so you have to have that as you're writing the script you have to have all that in mind uh, as you're uh, writing the, the the script. So in this case, it was uh, you know making sure that we're really staying true uh, to the story, to the book, but bringing it in, into a, a a language that was uh, 
appropriate for a film. You talked about how the internationality of every place you went to sort of influenced you. Is there something you're going to take from that for your future projects? Hopefully uh, there will be something from each one of these uh, different cultures in the way uh, an actor comes to the scene and the way he 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 comes to set uh, and what are uh, their expectations of making a movie and all that obviously has an influence i don't know how specifically it's going to influence me but i'm sure it will you know some very uh, nice moments where we 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 talked about filmmaking obviously and one uh, difference that we noticed right away and we needed to talk about was the fact that Danush as a an Indian uh, actor he was used to always doing two takes just and two. just two and wow. that's the way they work and and there's a reason historical reason behind that uh, but that's the way they, they they make movies. And as a director, I'm always up there close to eight or ten takes. So for an actor that's used to doing only two, eventually he starts to wonder, why am I doing all these different takes? Is it because I'm not hitting it uh, the way the, the director is expecting and all that? And that just generated a, a conversation about about films and how you make films and what, what are we doing and how, how do we get the best performances. And he explained how, you know, why it was too. And I explained how I needed to do eight takes to feel that I got absolutely every drop of what we could get out of a scene. So uh, all of that obviously and is, you know, each on each movie, Hopefully, you as a director, you 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 learn you learn about how how to make movies, and you learn about the theme of the movie, and uh, that's why that's why I wanted to be a filmmaker. There's a, a great Neil Gaiman quote I like very much. Uh, or when you when you finish a novel, you have never learned to actually write a novel. You've just learned how to write that novel. Mm, yes, you can't. It, there, there's never one formula where you say, "Okay, I did this here. I'm going to do exactly that again." That that doesn't work as a director directing a movie. But even working with actors, every actor is different, and it's. I feel that it's my job as a director to figure out what's the best way to get the best performance out of that specific actor and it's never the same you must be very good at sudoku (laughs) (laughs) i just have two more questions for you and they're questions i ask all of my guests uh the first one is do you have a canadian film that you would like to recommend to our listeners i think my favorite uh movie of all all, canadian movie of all time would be leo lu oh yes from uh, jean-claude lauzon uh, it was his second movie. He's a great filmmaker from Quebec that made two great, great, great movies. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away in a plane accident. Uh, but uh, this second movie is very uh, uh, poetic, very, uh, very touching. Uh, and then my second question for you is, what do you think Canada needs more of to support its artists? Obviously, I would say more uh, more support, because I, I think, you know, if you do a movie, if you're a filmmaker and you do a movie every 
eight years because there's no money to fund your your film that's not how you're going to develop your craft and that's not how you're going to become a great filmmaker and so i think there's some great actors in canada there's some great directors great writers and uh, i think i think it's important to to have an industry that makes great movies for many, many reasons. And uh, one of them is that I, I think it's the best way to for the everyone, all Canadians, to see who they are. Because that that's what movies are all about. It's us saying, okay, this is who we are. This is who I think we are. And then it generates a conversation. So that's within Canada. But then outside of Canada, when we make movies and people throughout the world see our movies, suddenly we exist in these other countries. Uh, I think that's important for a country. You know, why do we want to travel and visit Rome? Why do we travel to see New York? Because we've seen them in the movies. And so uh, I think it's, uh, it's important for uh, the industry to to have uh, the funds to be able to make uh, movies for for those two reasons. Right, and I think you put a perfect button on why people should see your movie because you're showing all these different uh, places and someone mm. experiencing them in a beautiful, wide-eyed way, uh, mm. and it's going to make people want to travel. Great, and visit IKEA. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Ken. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. If you like what we're doing, please remember to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcatcher. It helps people find our podcast and Canadian media they love. Come chat with us at RCM Pod on Facebook or on Twitter at RCM Pod. Our theme song is by Craig Stewart and our show art is by Paul Stachniak. Join us next week for another great film from the wilds of Canadian cinema.